0: Hi, welcome to the Women Behaving Boldly podcast, the podcast that features women who share their stories about personal and professional growth and transformations to uplift, encourage and inspire all of us to live our most beautiful, fulfilling and elevated lives. I'm your host, Elena Marie, and I'm so glad you're here. So we are so excited about today's guest, Rian Newland, and she is a master teacher, group facilitator, certified clinical hypnotherapist, a spiritual counselor who, for 35 years, has focused on helping women access what she calls the wise woman within. She has developed a magical method of assisting women to do this called the Enchanted Heart Wisdom Oracle System. Rian is also an author, playwright, songwriter, fine art collage artist, and a master gardener. She has traveled internationally sharing her wisdom, is currently writing a book and teaching program based on her oracle system. And she has resided in Sedona, Arizona for 38 years and lives with her beloved Charles Ruscher, And she is just a delightful, beautiful soul and spirit. So glad to have her. Welcome, welcome to Rian. All right, everyone. Well, let's welcome Rian. Rian, welcome. So glad you're here.
1: I'm delighted to be here with you.
0: Thank you. So let's start with your story. You know, I love how you describe this, that you're a devotee of the Divine Mother. And that's so fascinating. Would you mind telling us about that
1: and what that means to you? Oh, well, I would love to to share that since it's the um kind of the core and foundation of of my life. And about thirty five years ago, I had a spiritual experience. And my life had been um, going along um you know, with normal ups and downs, and I found myself in a situation where I felt like the magic had left my life. And I had moved to Sedona, Arizona, and was hiking every day. And one beautiful sunset evening, I climbed to the top of one of the Red Rock formations called Sugarloaf, which is Mm -hmm. also called the uh, Heart Center of Sedona. And there I literally just shouted out to the universe, I want the magic back in my life and I'll do anything to get it. And in that moment, I felt the presence of a feminine um, energy that I had never felt before, at least consciously.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I, I heard the words, I can help you restore the magic to your life. If you will follow my guidance. And wow. it was an incredible experience. I'd never had anything like that before. And so without hesitation, I said, yes, It. I knew that something had was happening to me that was profound. And from that moment, I um, learned that that was the the voice of the divine feminine or at least you know the way that I feel it and mm-hmm. um, and so the I became a devotee of the great mother and that has um, informed my life uh, for the last 35 years um, every single day
0: and when you say that um, it informed your life how has that happened? What does that look like?
1: Well, it was interesting because previous to that, I had um been initiated into a an eastern spiritual path that I had followed mm-hmm. for many years with mm-hmm. an Indian guru. And it was, you know, vegetarianism and meditate two and a half hours a day and um you know a very very good um straight straight arrow kind of a path with mm-hmm. the with male guru and um but it it just wasn't feeling like it it was my path anymore and that's when i discovered you know the divine feminine mm-hmm. and and what happened the first thing that I was guided to do was to run down that mountain and call six of my women friends and ask each one of them to invite a friend to come to my house to play two weeks from that date. Mm -hmm. And it was the beginning of my first women's group. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. And I had never even been in a women's group before. But between the time that I did invite my friends and everyone was excited and wanted to know what we were going to do, and I didn't have any idea, but that voice within kept guiding me to create an altar, and I'm an artist, and I had created all this beautiful art, um, especially one piece of this uh, goddess Mm
2: -hmm. on this
1: big velvet tapestry with her arms up like butterfly wings and she had a um, she was in a gateway and I never knew exactly why I had made her mm-hmm. but um, the divine mother told me she was my altar cloth and I put her up um, on my fireplace and gathered all these sacred objects and created my first altar and put pillows around and when the women. There were 12 women who came to my home, and by the time they came to my home, I was ready to facilitate our first spiritual goddess group.
0: Amazing.
2: And
1: what did you learn from that experience? Well, the main thing that I learned was, you know, when I had said that I wanted the magic back in my life, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but what did that mean? I didn't really know what that meant. But when I sat down in the circle, you know, lit the candles, and I mean, I had never done any of this, but I felt like because I opened up to this ancient energy that has, you know, existed since the beginning of time, um I knew what to do. I think we all know, you know, intuitively what to do if we open up to that energy. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down with the women, and felt that beauty, you know, felt that uh, sisterhood. I felt the magic, mm-hmm. and I realized that that was a big part of what had been missing in my life was was sitting in the sacred circle with other women.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that's really interesting because I would say a lot of us go through those moments in life where we're like maybe uninspired. And for you to say, you know, I want the magic back, that sums it up beautifully. And like, how can you reconnect with that? And for you diving into the woman's circle, and creating that sisterhood did that. And I think what a beautiful way, because I know that in circles, you know, there can be some magic, and there's beautiful, heartfelt, soulful connection.
1: Well, it was incredible because Mm -hmm. um, I started facilitating this group and we met every two weeks for six months at a time. And then another group came and then another group came and, and what it did, it gave me um, just that connection to the feminine Mm -hmm. on the planet, I feel is just a huge part of the magic that's been missing For the planet, because at one time, you know, the goddess, the divine mother, the devotion to her was equal to the devotion to the masculine. And and she brings so much beauty, so much magic, so much ceremony. Um, And so these doing these ceremonies and facilitating the, the group turned out to inform my art you know my art just took off i started creating a line of wearable art and of course i was in sedona you have to understand Mm -hmm. you know my art my t-shirts were fairies and angels and flowers and goddesses and at the time hand-painted clothing and decorated denim was really big and so i started uh, a whole business and i was having a blast because I would connect to the Divine Mother and she, she would have me connect also to the nature spirits, mm. which is another profound part of being connected to the Mother is being connected to her creation and, and to nature and to listening to the devas. And this whole world opened up for me that to me is the magical part of being a human being on planet Earth. Right. And
0: so I was just making a note. Um, when you said you listened to the nature spirits, what does being in nature do
1: for you? Uh-huh. Well, let's see, everything I wanted to say at the beginning. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Everything.
0: Everything. It does everything. (laughs) Everything. It does everything for me.
1: Um, You know, we're we're nature beings. You know, we're created Mm -hmm. from earth, fire, air, you know, water. I mean, we are the earth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to be out in nature, you know, for me is, I mean, I connect to the plants and I connect to the sky and I connect to the clouds and, you know, I would go out hiking and just, you know, sing and some of my most inspirational um, ideas, you know, would come hiking the trails and also uh, my garden, you know, I'm a master gardener. And for me, you know, the garden is the great equalizer you know, to be able to go out in the garden and put my hands in the dirt and talk to my, I just was in the garden yesterday, transplanting flowers and bulbs. And I was so excited. I have a relationship, you know, with Mm -hmm. the plants, you know, of talking to them and saying, Oh, I can't wait to see, you know, what you bloom into in the spring. I'm so excited. And so I feel like this connection, you know, to the Divine Mother, to the Earth Mother, to the Great Mother, to the Goddess, has so much to do also with our connection to the Earth, mm-hmm. and that's a yeah. huge part of the magic. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the disenchantment in the world has come from our disconnection with the natural realms.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where so much of, of the magic comes in, you know, the magic of the sunrise and the magic of the sunset and the magic of the flowers grow. I mean, that doesn't just happen by accident. Mm -hmm. You know, that is um, something for us to honor, something for us to cherish something for us to um, be connected to. And my, um, my path as a devotee, you know, to the great mother has led me even deeper into um, the study and the connection, you know, of all these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it seems like we could benefit more from these uh, miracles of nature, you know, like, like you said, the sunrise and the sunset and taking a moment instead of rushing Rushing, rushing to and from, um, you know, connected to devices the whole time. To take those moments and appreciate the beauty and the miraculous that's there for us. And I love how you said um, to honor it and cherish it. So what do you think? um, And I know you as a beautiful gardener and I know you as an artist as well how do these things inform the other work that you do or how does your spiritual life, uh, maybe rephrase that, how does this spiritual life inspire and influence um, what you do creatively?
1: Well, I think, you know, for me, My spiritual path, you know, mm-hmm. my my devotion to the Great Mother has influenced everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my art really became um, an expression of uplifting and um, expressing the beauty of the Divine Feminine, of the wise women, Um, I used my art, my writing, my uh, counseling ability to create an amazing uh, teaching system, teaching an oracle system called the Enchanted Heart Wisdom Council. And so I got to, um, I wanted to combine like all my gifts into like an offering to the mother, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. an offering. And I think when, We come out of our small selves and we're in devotion to something greater. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's, it's more inspiring. There's, there's more energy behind it. It feels like the universe supports me more when I do that. And I love all the different gifts and talents that I've been given, you know, by life, by God, goddess, by the universe, by creator, and so to combine all of those into, you know, say a work of art or, um, this teaching counseling system or writing an article, it all funnels in, you know, through that, that spiritual devotion and tapping in to that, that stream of energy mm-hmm. and that, um, That's just what carries me that that's been my practice. So when you've practiced something like that for so long, um, it just becomes automatic. And it has never worn off, you know, in all of these decades. um, I just love this path and um, it's just brought me, you know, many relationships and many wonderful opportunities you know, to travel and to teach and to share. Mm -hmm. And for me, I haven't defined my devotion, you know, to the Divine Mother as any specific path, you Mm -hmm. know, like, like, or named it, you know, like the path of the witch or the path of, you know, this or the path of that. I just um, I just allow the the flow. I feel like we need a present way of connecting for our time into what the Divine Mother wants for us now. And so I encourage any of you who are listening to this, you know, to you know to tap into the Divine Mother. She's there for you. You know, in so many ways, and there there are so many ways to connect to her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's like accessing this this wisdom within. Like when you talk about your, um, you know, enchanted heart oracle figures or cards, and and accessing the wise woman within. Can you talk a little bit more about how? Th- this practice works and how you created how you created it
1: how I created the uh, teaching system and oracle Oracle system yeah
0: yeah and like how um something like that can help someone because you just said encourage people to connect like how how does it work
1: well the the teaching system that that I created came out of you know, around 25 years of facilitating women's groups and ceremonies and writing and speaking and wanting to find a way to bring it into a form that would uh, be easy for people to access, Mm -hmm. you know, the divine feminine and their inner wisdom. And interestingly enough, I was traveling for a number of years and I would go to these really beautiful places and live for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And I was in some, in some instances, I was very isolated or in an area, you know, where I was maybe living in a little house in a in the mountains, like I was um, in North Carolina near Asheville. Mm -hmm. And I just got this vision of this circle of wise women that wanted to speak to us, you know, in our time that were master teachers of different areas of life. And they wanted to help us to access, you know, wisdom so that we could create um, a better a better life and a better world. And so I just started drawing these different wise women characters and and they kind of spoke to me, like who they were and what they taught. and um, And so I started to design them and write about them. And then the vision for this beautiful mandala that's called the mother's mandala that sits in the middle of the system that represents bringing in the energy of the divine mother from you know the the heavens and then bringing the energy of the earth mother up from the earth to meet in the center and create this powerful energy that is our source that we can access this energy to um, guide our lives and this is the energy that these wise women draw from. And so when I work with, uh, with women, we play. And mm-hmm. one of the things I love about my work with the Divine Mother is there's a lot of play involved. And mm-hmm. I like to play. Yeah. And a lot of people just, they're not playing a whole lot in their lives anymore. Mm-hmm. Life has become serious and overwhelming and busy. And um, so when we play, I have the women um, think of what would you ask if you were coming to a council meeting of wise women who were here to, to serve you. And the woman will, you know, ask her question and then draw a card with one of the wise women's names on it. And then I help the woman to access, say she has drawn the healer within.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will help her to access her own healer within the wise woman healer within. Cause we all have a wise woman healer within us. We all have a wise woman artist within us. We all have a wise woman priestess within us. And all of these different aspects of ourselves um, create this the the power that we are, that central goddess figure. I know you can't see it,
2: but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, the central figure of the wise woman Council contains all the different aspects of who we are. And so I will guide the 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 woman that I'm working with to access the healer within. And let her speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's beautiful when we take the time to let these different aspects of ourselves speak. And so that's that's one of the the ways that I work with, with that system that I've created.
0: Yeah. And I love the idea of play because I think it makes it um, more accessible, probably, to get to some of those places where if we're in our seriousness or in a sort of, you know, rigid framework, we might not be able to access the, the wisdom or the ideas and the creative thoughts that flow out of a place of play instead. Right. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, And there's also quite an element of faith to all of it because, you know, you have to act on it. And, trust so what's that like for you like when you get these messages and did you ever go through like when you had that sort of epiphany um you know 35 years ago did you ever have any moments of doubt and questioning
1: it oh yes Mm -hmm. yeah quite often I mean it's it's developing a relationship and you know, learning to trust and have faith. Um, you know, even when you know the guidance isn't going to always come in to suit what what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of spiritual communities, it's you know, tell the universe what you want and then it will come. But I have a a slightly different view. In that, um, I'm more open to following what is is truly my path to follow, and it may not always be what I what I think or want. Mm-hmm. But but boy, I've had a lot of ups and downs, and crashes, and hard hard times. You know, learning to follow my inner guidance, and it's it's an ongoing practice. You know, I still don't always listen. Mm-hmm. Well I listen, but I don't always follow it. Yeah. And there's a yeah. big difference there <laughs> between, Right. you know you can listen all day long, but but following our inner guidance um is a whole other thing. And um I was trying to think of maybe a an example. Um I guess you know, one of the big things that happen a couple years after I had had this spiritual experience, one I ended up getting a divorce, which mm-hmm. was um, which was very difficult. And then the next thing was that I was guided to sell my house, sell all my possessions, pretty much except mm-hmm. what fit into like a ten by ten storage unit in my car, and leave Sedona, and find a new place to live. And I did not like that guidance very much. Oh, I bet. I did not like that. And mm-hmm. I used to take long walks arguing <laughs> 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 with that guidance, trying to make deals, you know, well, what if I do this? What if I do that? And I and I also realized that, like, my inner child was, was terrified, you know, of leaving home mm-hmm. and all of this. So I was, yes, I had quite a... Um, quite a hard time, but eventually I did follow that guidance and uh, and did take off and did sell everything and and went on a, a vision quest for four years, following the guidance of the Divine Mother, um, living in eight different places, having amazing experiences, and even transforming myself. I ended up changing my name during that time. It was it was a huge transformation and rite of passage that just needed to happen. You know, I I think that in, in our current lives, in the way that our societies are structured, we don't have the freedom to make changes that we need to make. You know, we may um, discover that the life that we've been living is, is no longer suitable for us and we need to make a huge change. And, and that's where faith really comes in. And I know, I actually know many women who have um, listened and made huge changes in their lives. And for me, it wasn't easy, but um, my life is, is just so much better for having done that Mm -hmm. and made that change. So no, it, it wasn't easy and it mm-hmm. wasn't always fun. But but I I was allowed to be free of so much, of so much constriction, of so much societal values that didn't fit me, you know, and, and I got flack and you know, flack mm-hmm. from family and different people that thought I was crazy mm-hmm. for making such a big change. Um But I just felt like I needed, you know, it was time for me to reevaluate my life and who I am and, and what's important to me. And so, you know, with faith and with the guidance of, you know, this, this inner connection, I went ahead and did it. Mm -hmm. And gosh, I would say that you were very committed to the process
0: as well, because four years, Is no small amount of time. And and sometimes people will go like maybe on a weekend vision (laughs) quest, you know, (laughs) a little workshop, but four years,
1: like that's some dedication. (laughs) Oh, it was, it was intense. Let me, it was intense. I never, if I would have, you know, the other thing about spiritual guidance is I, I think, you know, you don't always know what, what's up ahead. Otherwise you'd never do it. Right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah. If you would have told me, yeah, you're gonna sell your house and be on the road for four years, I would have said, forget it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> forget it. No. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh.
0: and then and but at the end of that, what you're saying is it's so much better than you could have imagined.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't become a millionaire, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, uh, it was such an interesting experience because I had lived in Sedona, you know, for like 25 years and everyone knew me and I had a reputation and some people liked me and thought I was great. Some people didn't. And when I left, um, I went places where I didn't know a soul. Where no one knew anything about me. They didn't know what I had. They didn't know what I didn't have mm. or what I had done or what I didn't do. And so I got to experience what it was like for me to encounter people as I am. Mm-hmm. Just without any of those other other things to define me. And that was the most amazing experience of all. Wow. so yeah. I was so... Yeah, so- I was so supported. I mean, such wonderful, magical things would happen just by my being, you know, just by Mm -hmm. my showing up. And I would say that that was one of the most profound things that happened for me is just to see how loved and taken care of I am. Mm hmm. Without needing to prove anything.
0: Without needing to prove anything, too. I think that's huge. It
1: was pretty huge.
0: Yeah. I mean, would you say that people
1: often feel like they have to prove something? Uh, most often. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. that, you know, we're in a culture, I mean, I still battle that, like, I'm not doing enough, and I need to give more and write more, do more art, you know, to somehow prove something. So I, I still can go through that. And mm-hmm. I just kind of kick back and, and, and listen. And the Divine Mother says, you have nothing to prove. If Because I think the bottom line of it is we want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want to know that we're enough. And one of the most wonderful things for me about this relationship with the divine mother is she's a mother. Yeah. So it's been like having the most extraordinary mother constantly who adores me, who loves me, who's always saying, honey, I adore you. You, wouldn't have, you don't have to do one other thing. You don't have anything to prove. I'm here for you no matter what. And just knowing that inside gives me such a sense of peace. I can just go, okay, well, I guess then I'll just go to the garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have, have nothing to prove today. I'm just going to go and garden. You know, I'm going to cook a great meal. I'm on... Um, You know, and I'm very fortunate, you know, in that I also have been guided to create a life where I have a wonderful partner who came after my four-year vision quest and who I don't think I could have gotten with, you know, before
2: if Mm -hmm. I hadn't
1: gone through all those changes. And, you know, we've developed just a beautiful, simple, free, loving and and stable life, you know, so I think a lot of people are afraid if they follow their hearts and go on their spiritual path, they're not going to be stable. They're not going to be secure. They won't have enough money. Um, I haven't found that to be true. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And I love how you expressed it that, um, that you said the divine mother adores you. And the most loving, loving care, and that you were. And a little bit earlier, you said that you were taken care of. Like you had this experience that wherever you went, it just worked out. You were taken care of. Not that everything was perfect, but you know, you had that um, profound feeling of being loved and basically safe. I was.
1: Yeah. You know, it was, I mean, I would go into like I I I traveled to like all the great the great spiritual places. Mm-hmm. And I was in um Ashland, Oregon at one point, which is a wonderful town. And I thought I would stay there for a while because I thought maybe that would be a place that I would like to move to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one day I was walking across the street and I saw this couple in front of me. I saw their backs. Mm-hmm. But I recognized the woman's pack as a woman who years before had come to one of my goddess uh, lectures when I was uh, presenting at a conference in Ashland. Oh. I even remembered her name. And I called I called out her name and she turned around and she remembered me as well. And it was an, a, amazing, you know, that we we connected and we hugged. And it turned out that they lived just up the hill and they were going home. And they said, oh, why don't you come home, you know, with us and let's talk. And I, the, it was funny because a couple of days before I had had a vision of finding like a little studio to live in in Ashland hmm and so I went up to their house they had this really cute cute Ashland house and we were talking and she said oh she goes let me show you the new studio that my husband <laughs> built for me <laughs> and I, I was like oh and it was like the cutest little studio little a-frame studio and I'm looking at it and going wow this is so cute this looks kind of like the place I had in my dream and then we kept talking, and I said, Yeah, I said, You know, I'm looking for a place to stay. And she looked at me and she said, Well, she said, We're going away for six months. Would you like to stay in the studio and just take care of our property? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, Sure. <laughs> oh. And it was, and things like that happened to me everywhere I went. I love that. And that's like, go ahead. <laughs> no, it was, you know, it was just, it was really an invaluable experience for me because it just gave me so much faith that no matter what happens to me, I can take care of myself and in the most unusual way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to work my butt off and stress out and, you know, all of those things that, that we think that we need to do, um, that's not necessarily the only way to have a wonderful life and to create what you need and to be in the flow. And for mm-hmm. me, it just happens to be the divine mother. But And I'm sure any spiritual path that puts you in that that flow of spirit, that flow of life, that flow of what I call the magic and the enchantment. Mm-hmm. will will get you there. I just happen to like the feminine because of the essence of the feminine
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: beauty and the artistry and the magic and the nurturing and the compassion and all these these qualities that um they just work for me and and I needed all that. I really needed that to come into my my fullness as a woman and as a human being. And I think that we all do, we all need that mothering. And, you know, God bless our mothers, you know, for me, my mother didn't have it and her mother didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And so there are these lineages, you know, that have been passed down of this lack of this deep feeling of being adored and nurtured. And God bless you out there if you had that.
0: Right. You
1: you are among the very fortunate.
0: That's right.
1: Even if you've had that from a human being to have it from the great mother, I, I just, I think it's worth pursuing, uh, making that connection because it's just, um, oh, it's just the most fulfilling and beautiful thing to be loved like that.
0: It sounds absolutely beautiful the way you describe it. And I love the magic and flow aspect of life. And I know, um, you know, people can probably relate to that too, like where you've had moments where you've listened to that inner guidance and, and, you know, you're like, oh yes, that was right on. I I know I needed to do that. And then, and things just kind of clicked magically like that. Um, And other times when you're off base and you're kind of going, what is going on? Kind of like you in the beginning of our chat today, like, where is the magic? Where did it go? And then getting it back. Um, Can you describe, Rian, another practice? I know you talk about um, journaling and writing. Uh Can you talk a little bit about that practice as well? Sure. Uh,
1: One of the... The ways that that I feel really helps one develop their relationship to the feminine and um, what I call the wise woman within now, because because Mm -hmm. my teaching system is um, about finding the feminine wisdom within. But one of the greatest um, activities that I've done is writing and journaling with the wise woman, with the divine mother, it started out years ago, um, you know, to, to the goddess, to the great mother. And I would write a letter and say, dear, dear goddess, dear wise woman, um, this is what's going on for me. And I don't know what to do. And I need guidance. And then I would write, you know, dear rion and then I would just allow the divine feminine to flow through me and write me, and without fail, I was given the most beautiful affirmations, um, the greatest wisdom, you know, the most loving letters, and. I have literally written thousands and thousands of pages
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the last you know thirty years of this guidance. And the re- it's a relationship you know it's it's a way to develop that relationship. and I love it because it's not just in your mind or in your meditation, but it's it's down on paper.
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: the act of writing it out i think really anchors it much more deeply and it's also there to reread you know if you're just thinking it um or just receiving you know the guidance it's it can be fleeting and you can forget it and but this way of journaling you know to me is is really profound and isn't an, is a tool that is just another gift for me that has really helped me. And I guess I need a lot of help because, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, some of you out there may not need as much help as me, but I guess I needed a lot of help. So I'm always asking for help. And, um, and, you know, we live in a pretty crazy world. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not embarrassed to ask for help. And I love asking for the help because it's so beautiful to receive these messages. And um, and so I I encourage, you know, the women that I work with to develop this practice as well. And, and a woman can come in who has no connection to the divine mother or the wise woman within. And we do a session and then at the end of the session, I'll have her, you know, write a letter and it's always amazing every time the beauty that comes out, you know, for for the woman who is writing the letters, and uh, sometimes you know they're amazed that they even have that in them. But the thing is, is we do we have it in us? We have so much in us, and if we take the time to make the connection and to let these different aspects of ourselves come out to me that's that is the real enchantment that's the richness that's mm-hmm. allowing us to really experience who we have been designed to be you know by source by the great mother by the great father um and you know to me that that's why i'm here to express who I truly have been designed to be. To me, that is the greatest joy.
0: I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. So (laughs) be, be who we are designed to be. And that's the greatest joy. And that's so inspiring. And I feel like it's so individual. I want to say, you know, like, Yeah, doesn't look like your path doesn't look like her my sister's path doesn't look like, you know, my best friend's path. Like, you know, we all have our path and our journey. And it goes back to what you said earlier about the flow, and being in touch with that. And the beautiful thing about the journaling process is you can start that right now. That is something we can do right now. And I think we all need help in different areas at different times. So I think you're good there, Rion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you know,
1: when you get off this yeah. call, you know, go and write your first letter. Yeah. Write your it's- first letter and and the thing the trick is is focus on the heart when you mm-hmm. write it, not on your head. There's a vast difference between writing, you know, being in your head, being in your mind and being in your heart. And so that to me is, you know, one of the The quick tools that I use is picture that your face is where your heart is. So that you're speaking from that place and drop the energy from your head into your heart. And and right from that place, it's a a very different energy.
0: Yes, that's absolutely right. Otherwise, you'll start making your to-do list. of <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right. and And you learn to tell the difference. And one mm-hmm. thing I can tell you with those letters, if it starts to reprimand you or be harsh, you know, you are not connected to the wise woman within. Because oh. never, never, ever. You know, there may be gentle nudges and certainly... You know, guidance that mm-hmm. um, may set you straight, but it will always come from a loving place. Always. And, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, we beat ourselves up, and and that's all all head stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's one thing I've I've really found. You know, from my relationship with the Divine Mother, you know, is it's it's there is an endless well of compassion and patience for us. Aw. And that's
0: beautiful because you're right. We do beat ourselves up. And I think we are often, well, you know, the saying, we're our own worst critic comes to mind. I mean, it's a saying (laughs) because it's true It is quite often. So I think the encouragement is so beautiful to have, these kinds of positive practices to take us out of that and see other possibilities so that each of us has an opportunity to dig into that depth and then, and shine to be empowered to do those things that are calling to
1: you in a beautiful, soulful, deep way. Hmm. Yeah. It's um, there's a need now for gentleness. Mhm, in this world, and for um, connection and and artistry, or creativity, you know to take the time um so that you know f- for me, you know my my work, my website is simply enchanted living. And one of the things I have found, and I've studied, and read about this, and 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 Thomas Moore is one of my my great mentors, and he wrote the Reenchantment of Everyday Life. And one of the things he says that I agree with is that, you know, at the at the very heart of what's going on in the world and with many people is we've become disenchanted, mm-hmm. disenchanted with living, disenchanted with life. But what I always tell people, you know, oh, life sucks. You know, I'm disenchanted with, with life. And I said, well, wait, wait a minute. Life is incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> life is this amazing energy that allows us to flourish and create. And it's an incredible source. But it's how we live our life that we can become disenchanted with. hmm and so it's really to take stock of what is disenchanting about mm-hmm. your life, about the way you're living your life, and to, you know, what will re-enchant you? And the message of the the Divine Mother to me when I ask her, well, what what is the most important thing that I can do, you know, for, mm-hmm. to make the world a better place? She says, I want you to enjoy your life. <laughs> mm. I want you to love life the most important thing that you can all do is love life yes and to put that energy of devotion and again honor and awe and wonder and appreciation into loving life because then life will love you back Mm -hmm. you know if we're discouraged and disenchanted and disgruntled and depressed you know, we're just, we're adding that energy into the world. And to me, that that is the practice and that's primary. It's not something to do when you have time left over mm-hmm. from all of your busyness and from all the things you think you have to do, you know, find those things to love life first you know, create your health and your wellness and notice the beauty and see the sunset and bring the enchantments in and then build the rest of your life on that foundation.
2: I love that. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) well
1: Well, because because everybody well everybody does it backwards yeah i'm done with this after i'm you know finished with that after i've accomplished this then i'll have time to watch the sunset then i'll have time you know to do the things i love no 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 totally and
0: and i'm guilty of doing that. And I've been the other way as well. And I can tell you the other way is a lot more fun, <laughs> you know, and I love it when things click and, and it just feels better. I mean, and who doesn't want that? And, and here's the other thing, when you were talking about all that, it made me think about um, when you got the message to love life, when you said, what's the most important thing I can do to make the world a better place? If you're loving life, you are creating ripples around you, I think, that affect other people in beautiful ways. And if we were down in the dumps all the time and just hating on everything, that energy goes out, too. So, yeah. I mean, and not to say we don't have our challenges and struggles, because we do. But it's how we show up and um, really mindfully acknowledge them and choose. And I just love that you said it's primary to create these things. So, we're going to make that a quote for the show notes. <laughs> Yay. 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 And that's <laughs> my message. After all is message. said and
1: done. Yay. Well, it's well, a beautiful joy, message. <laughs> you know, joy, joy is the greatest healer. You know, through our stress and everything, we get sick and we're taking, going to this doctor and that doctor and taking this and taking that. But what the divine mother says, she Joy is Mm -hmm. the greatest vibration for healing. And so Uh if you, you can focus on your joy and it's so sad that in this society, that is not what we are taught. Right. That is not what we are taught. So, so everybody, you know, and, And the thing, too, is that when you re-enchant your life, when you focus on the joy and the magic and the the connection and the inner wisdom, life can become a lot easier to manifest a beautiful life. Mm -hmm. And that's where the trust and the faith come in is, yes, there is a transition period to go from a stressful, busy Maybe disenchanting life to one that is right for you. You know, yes, you have to be willing to make a transition, and that's not always easy. Mm-hmm. But as the goddess always said to me when I was in, you know, my down, downest times, she would say, yeah. "Keep going. It will be worth it."
2: Mm. Keep going. I love that too.
1: It will be worth it. And and that was my mantra a lot of times when I just didn't think I could keep going to make the changes I needed to make, was keep going. It will be worth it. And for me, it has been worth it. I can I can tell you that very truthfully. That's so
0: beautiful. And on that note, is there anything else you would like to add today, Rian? I mean, it's been a beautiful conversation, but anything you want to add about um behaving boldly
1: um well don't let the um, opinions of others stop you from doing what it is that you know you need to do for yourself
2: excellent
0: good, good, good (laughs) advice. Perfect. Well, Rianne, this has been such a joy. Can you let the listeners know how to find you? And by the way, you can see beautiful pictures of her garden if they're still up um, and some of her gorgeous artwork. And she has the downloadable um, wise woman Oracle cards, and you can check those out on her website. So Rianne, let us know How, how, how can people find you?
1: Uh, you can uh, find me on simplyenchantedliving.com or riannewland.com and it's r h i a n n e n e w l a h n d.com um i also have a pretty active uh, facebook presence and so that's under my name. And I do uh, some Instagram. I'll probably do more in the future. And also um, you can email me at heart wisdom, H-E-A-R-T wisdom number 12 at gmail.com.
0: Perfect. And we will also put those in the show notes. So everybody, thank
1: you. Rion, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. That was um, really a beautiful opportunity. And if anybody has any questions, they can uh, connect to me and I'll be happy to answer. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, she is just so
0: delightful, so much fun. And here are the bold points for you. Number one, if you want magic in your life, be committed to getting it. Life can be enchanting. Focus on joy. Number two, try going to a woman's circle for sacred sisterhood. Number three, spend time in nature and connect to the natural realms. We are nature too. Number four, a practice of spiritual devotion can allow for greater flow and connecting. Number five, to create a better life and the world, Listen to your inner wisdom and the divine feminine within. Number six, allow yourself to play. Number seven, you have nothing to prove. You are adored and loved. Number eight, find the way that works for you to be in the flow. Have a wonderful life and create all that you need. Number nine, try journaling and writing a letter from the heart to the wise woman goddess within. Let the divine feminine respond to you and let the beauty come out. Number 10, express what you are designed to be. That's the greatest joy. Number 11, there is an endless well of compassion and patience within. Number 12, the most important thing you can do is love life. Find those things to love life first and build your life on that foundation. Love life. That's the primary focus. Number 13, focus on joy, magic, connection, and inner wisdom, and it can be a lot easier to manifest the beautiful life. Number 14, the goddess says, keep going, it will be worth it. Number 15, don't let the opinions of others stop you from doing what you know you need to do for yourself. And Rianne's links are in the show notes so go check it out go check out her website and she has a free downloadable there and you can also get on her email list and to keep this party going here's a fun playlist for you which I enjoyed making Riannon Rianne, Rianne by Fleetwood Mac you can do magic by America witchy woman by the Eagles strange magic by electric light orchestra do you believe in magic by the leaven spoonful do you get the theme here <laughs> magic by coldplay and magic by olivia newton john okay so thank you thank you for tuning in today you gorgeous human if you enjoyed this podcast and gained a bit of wisdom or inspiration please subscribe and leave us a five-star review and let us know what you liked. Let us know what's working, what's not working, what episodes are your favorite or what bold points are your favorite, and share this episode with someone special. It really helps to get the stories out there, and it is sincerely appreciated from the bottom of my heart. And if you really love it and want to be a sponsor for this Woman Don't Enterprise, please contact me through Instagram at womenbehavingboldly or the website, womenbehavingboldly.com. Okay, be bold and go out and do something that makes your heart happy and do something nice for someone else. Legal. The legal disclaimer applies to all Women Behaving
2: Boldly media.